Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. If you're enjoying this podcast and you'd like to hear more from Nancy, I want to encourage you to check out the All of Christ for All of Life podcast, where you can hear talks from Nancy like Sabbath Legacy or Vocational Homemaking and Respect. Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thank you for joining me today. I'm just going to have a few more thoughts to follow up with you on anxiety. And then I'm probably going to press on to a different topic. Anxiety and worry is a bad habit. And I think you would agree with me about that. And you know what? It is no fun. It's just no fun to be worried. And we know when we are being anxious that we shouldn't be doing it. And it's just so hard to get out of it and to weed it out of our lives. So that's why I'm spending a little extra time on it with you. The go-to verse is Philippians 4.6. Be anxious for nothing. You know what nothing is? It's no thing. Be anxious for no thing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Sometimes these verses that we're familiar with, we just need to unpack them because there's so much more there. And I'm just going to refer also to 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, and keep them both before us as we talk about anxiety. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. All right. We might wonder that passage, therefore, humble yourselves. What's the therefore about? What's it referring to? And I'll just mention the prior verse. And it says, likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes. All of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Then we have our verse, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Okay, there's a lot here. So we all need grace, correct? And we can't expect to receive grace unless we are humble. So he says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. Be anxious for nothing. Let your requests be made known to God. If we are prideful, if we're unwilling to submit to one another, unwilling to submit to the church elders, how can we expect to get grace from God? He gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. So, and obviously, I can't keep backing up and go all the way to the beginning of 1 Peter. All of Scripture is connected. Everything's connected. So, first part that we should consider about worry is that we need to humble ourselves. Because worry is ultimately about who is in control. Worry is when we think we are in control. So, we need to submit ourselves to God humble ourselves under his mighty hand, then he will give us grace 
and we can proceed in humility. So, Philippians is, starts with a negative command. Be anxious for no thing. All right? Don't be anxious. This is telling us what not to do. The positive command is humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. There in 1 Peter. This is something for us to do. This is a positive command. And another positive command is to present our request to God. All of our worries, we present them to God. This should be our habit of mind. Are you being anxious? Are you being worried? Present your request to Him with thanksgiving. Humble yourself. Receive grace. Thank Him for what He has done and what He is going to do. I remember when our daughter Becca was in a relationship with Mr. Ben Merkel before they were even engaged. She was going to pick him up at the airport. And it's about an hour and a half drive from here. And it was winter and it was snowy. (laughs) And we had just a big old Buick. You know, it was certainly not an all-weather vehicle. (laughs) It was not at all. And so she went merrily on her way. And after she left, you know, the snowstorm moved in. And I remember getting a call from a friend and we were chatting. I told her Becca had gone up to the Spokane Airport. And she said something like, Nancy, it's a blizzard out there. The roads are terrible. So I proceeded at that point to become worried. I just grabbed hold with worry with both hands. I remember I just felt ill. Like, here's my poor daughter on the road to Spokane. And no way to contact us. Bad weather, you know, on and on. I got myself into that whole state. And I remember sitting down, just saying, Lord, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? Like, I need to just let go of this and humble myself, give it to you, and just rejoice and be thankful. And, you know, it took me a while to get this, (laughs) to, to get it handed over completely to God, to cast all my cares on Him and let it go, and be thankful, and move on and change the subject. But I did. I succeeded. Okay? Like, whew, all right. And then when Becca got home, which she did, thank the Lord, I asked her how it was, and, you know, she'd had a wonderful time. She said, oh, yeah, the roads were fine. I just had the music on. I just had a great trip. And, of course, (laughs) there was Ben to ride home with on the way home. I mean, she was just having a marvelous time. So I was so grateful I had gotten rid of the worry or else by the time she got home, I probably would have just been a total wreck. So worry is futile. It doesn't accomplish one thing. And that memory stands out to me because it was a hard struggle letting go of it because worry came right in. I mean, I invited it clean in to my house and it was making itself at home and it made me just feel gross. It's not worth it, ladies. It is not fun. It is not pleasant. It is not healthy. It is just unbelief. And so we have to get rid of it. We present our request, all of our worries, to God with thanksgiving. Thank you that you are taking care of this. Thank you that I am of more value to you than sparrows, and yet you take care of them. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for your deliverance from this evil company called worry. And then there's this 
wonderful promise attached to this. His peace will astound it. It just surpasses all understanding. And this wonderful peace, this supernatural peace, this humanly impossible peace will guard us, will protect us. It will guard our hearts. It will guard our minds. And that, isn't that what we need and what we want? Peace. You're going to go through this trial either way. Do you want to go through it with peace and thanksgiving? Or do you want to go through it with a stomach ache and with uh, misery and worry and just a sick feeling? Well, the answer is obvious. None of us truly wants to do this. So we have to humble ourselves. We have to get low. We have to get under God's power and authority. We have to get under his grace and submit to God and thank him. And then we can be forgiven for the anxiety, forgiven for the worry, and we can rejoice in him. So anxiety and worry is about who is controlled. Who is in control here? Who's really in control? Am I in control of the roads and the weather and the tires and the other drivers? No, I clearly am not. And so worrying about it is futile. But God is in control of all these things. And he's bigger than all my worry, and he's much bigger than all my fears. So worry is very me-centered, man-centered. It is proud. It's prideful. It's troubled. It's discontent. And you know, the devil loves to fish in those troubled waters of worry. So if you get into worry, you're just like whipping up the water and inviting the devil to come in and fish around for some more trouble. And once anxiety and worry has been introduced into your heart, it's not going to stay quietly. It's going to invite all of its friends. It's going to disrupt all your peace and joy. And it's going to distract you away from obedience and away from what you know is true. So we have to learn to cast our cares on him. How do we do this? Casting is like throwing them, right? It's not about just setting them in front. It's casting them. It's tossing them out to him. And so I recommend you do these one at a time. You cast them. You hand them off. You deliver them to him. And that is what our duty is in these situations, is to cast our cares on him. He has a responsibility, glad responsibility of bearing our troubles, all of them. He wants us to cast them on him. Have you ever had a little child who's worried about something that is so out of their control? And you're, you're saying, honey, I've got this. Don't worry about it. I remember realizing one time it's like worrying when I'm worrying it's like a an infant in his mother's arms wondering about who's going to pay the rent that's what my worry is like and it's so silly when we think of it that way it's ludicrous but pride wants to confuse our thinking and say oh no we are we are the all-knowing and the all-powerful and we have to worry over this and make it work out god is God will often show us how little we are and how much all of these things are out of our hands and out of our control. And remember what I said last time, seek first his kingdom, ladies. Seek his righteousness. That puts everything in perspective. Who am I 
to be worried about all this. Who am I? God is using these things that are out of our control to remind us how small we are, how much we need Him, how powerful He is, how capable He is of taking care of us. And all these big worries are lies in essence, and all lies come from the devil. At the heart, anxiety is unbelief. It is faithlessness. And so we have to make war with unbelief, and we have to seek first the kingdom. The battleground is always in our minds, right? And we have to stop listening to the worry. We have to turn it off. We have to be done. We have to give all of our cares to God. We have to quit listening to ourselves and all those what-if questions and turn it off. And learn to recognize, remember, the difference between the voice of the comforter and the voice of the deceiver. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak that way. Doubts and fears and lies are all from the enemy. So ask yourself, does this sound like the comforter? Is this what God wants me thinking about? Is this coming from him or is this coming from the father of all lies? The lies are subtle. The lies are telling us that we have to take care of this. We have to resolve this. We are in charge of all these things. So casting our cares means looking away from ourselves and trusting God with a confident expectation that he hears us. So we listen to him. We turn to the word. And here's a good one to turn to. Psalm 91 two. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Put your trust in him, not in your worries, not in your cares. Give all those over to him. And you know, it just makes our lives so much more pleasant, so much more comfortable, peaceful, and joyful, even in the midst of troubles. So I hope this is a help to you. I pray that it will be an encouragement to you and that you will practice this. The next time you are worried, don't go, oh no, oh no, I'm worried. Instead say, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to practice what I'm learning about casting all my cares on him. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to hand my cares to you. So blessings on your day and thank you so much for joining me.